Hello Huntsville is proud to partner with Tony with T-Mill in the morning. Tony T-Mill on 94.1 WHRP. Tony Terrell. Tony, Tony, Tony Terrell, your best girlfriend. And T-Mill, and, and, and T-Mill, a Huntsville native and all-around media expert. Six to ten weekday mornings on 94.1 WHRP. I didn't even know anything about arrest, positive, none of that. I just went down, sat down, I was just silly and everything like I want to, may I have a hamburger? And all the silly stuff you would do at that time. And, uh... okay. Hello, Huntsville. I'm Cynthia Joyner. Welcome to another edition of this podcast about all things Huntsville. Hello, Huntsville. It's MLK Weekend, and we have MLK History Makers right here in Huntsville. Let's get things started by talking to Huntsville's favorite historian, Mr. William Hampton with Huntsville Revisited. So, William, can you just kind of give us some historical context um, with Huntsville and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? Well, there's quite a bit of uh, connection between the two, Huntsville and Dr. King. Uh, Of course, his executive secretary for a number of years was a native of Huntsville, Alabama, Frances Sims, that's her name. Uh, She was actually the first young lady first person arrested during our 1962 sit-ins. Hello, Huntsville. I am back. I am Frances Sims, your girl, and Washiri Ajanaku. Would you like me to tell you what they mean? Yes, okay. absolutely. Washiri means poetess hmm. and keeper of Africa's love songs. Hmm. And where did you, how did you I'm find I'm going to tell you that, that too. Yeah, tell us, tell okay. us more. How and so Ajanaku means free and wealthy people the world over. Okay. So, we got arrested together, and after that, I got arrested, and I got arrested, and I don't even know how many times. I became very popular. The Sims girls getting arrested was just, I became meat on the bone. <laughs> As, <laughs> so uh, I, uh, after I was put out of school, because they, you cannot keep getting arrested and they'll mm. let you stay in school, I became the secretary for the movement there, and we did it for two years. From 62 to 64. Now, this was the movement in Huntsville. Mm -hmm. Okay, who were you the secretary for? I was a secretary for the uh, Community Service Committee. And that was comprised of John Cashin, Joan Cashin, Sonny Hereford, uh, Dr. Uh, Snodgrass, uh, uh, Reverend Snodgrass, who was my minister. Right. He was in that. And... um, uh, other ministers around and people, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Reverend, just a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It com- comprised of this, of this committee, and it was maybe 25 to 30 people uh, that became the group that uh, got got uh, us out of jail, who formed the, just got, got the whole process together for us. The civil rights activism in Huntsville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it worked. We, we, we were successful. Okay, so when you say you were successful, what does that specifically that mean? That means that we opened just the things we were doing. All okay. we were not doing like we had it, the school thing hadn't come up yet. Okay, about going into schools. Okay, this was just about that lunch counter period. Okay. Nothing else. Okay, we desegregated the lunch counters in the area of Huntsville, and all of them had to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That was a success because that's all we were doing. Okay. Okay. And so, 
after two years and all that worked out, and it was very graphic. It was hard, I'm going to tell you. Uh, just picketing every day and just the process. Uh, Edna was in it with me. Uh, and, uh, Your sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby sister. Edna, uh -huh. And uh, it, it, it was just grueling. And finally, by the time we got it all, we were just happy. Mm -hmm. My mother and I got ready to move into an apartment together, and I was just happy, just just ready to just live life. And um, so we had gotten up then to 1966 by the time I was moving. And that's when I got the call. I was just with my mother and Randy Blackwell, who had been my advisor in college, who is a, an attorney, became the program director for Martin Luther King in Atlanta and called me and, because he knew of my notoriety in Huntsville and asked me if I, and said that Dr. Uh, King had wanted need to come to be his secretary mm -hmm. there. And I and asked him if I would do it, and I said yes, and I went. Mm -hmm. And that was in uh, about January. Everything happened to me in January, some crazy way. Uh, January of 66, I went to work for Martin Luther King in Atlanta. What were some key integration goals and efforts that both Dr. King and local activists in Huntsville um, worked towards during the Civil Rights Movement? Well, key integration goals were, first of all, first and foremost, uh, access to public facilities, mm -hmm. you know, restaurants, hotels, uh, and then, of course, schools. Mm -hmm. uh, several uh, school systems around the country had already integrated, and so that was one of the primary things here in Huntsville was mm -hmm. to integrate our public school system. So Dr. King coming to town, you know, just gave a shot in the arm mm -hmm. um, and gave the community some enthusiasm to usher this next chapter in Huntsville's history in. So uh, city civic leaders uh, like Max Luther. Mm -hmm. So prior to Dr. King coming in 1962, you know, he had been in communication with other uh, uh, civic leaders here. Right. And so the integration of our uh, municipal golf course, mm -hmm. a lot of this, um, you know, some of that foundation was laid by folks who had been in communication with Dr. King, you know, local leaders here, uh, were encouraged that Huntsville would one day, mm -hmm. um, you know, change its policies. And, um, and Dr. Sonny Herford's uh, documentary, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he says he believes in Huntsville, right. you know, and um, we want to today, you had asked a question also about the young people. Right. Um, Got to get them believing in Huntsville, believing right. in a positive change and it can happen yes it can yeah so I went to the mass meeting and at the mass meeting they said all of the stuff they really called us up with the news because I just didn't have any idea about all the stuff that had been going on in the civil I didn't know any of that was going even going on mm -hmm. I mean I just wasn't exposed mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know anything was going on I got uh, exposed that night to okay. everything okay and by the time they finished Huffing it, it was really imprinted. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, just so that we can show evidence and all of whatever they say, they said, we're going we're gonna to go down and sit in at the, at the uh, Walgreens restaurant tomorrow morning. Meet us downtown at 9. I couldn't wait. Mm -hmm. I got right on in the line and went on down there and uh, <laughs> Just as innocent as I could be, I had no, I, I didn't even know anything about arrest, positive, none of that. I just went down, sat down, I was just silly and everything, like, I want to, may I have a hamburger? You know, all the silly stuff you would do at that time, you know. Okay. 
the man uh, was, I remember him very well. I don't remember his name now, but he was a very rude uh, manager mm. and um, just said a lot of vile stuff to us and stuff. They tried to spray insect spray on us and just real humiliating stuff. Mm. And uh, so then that was to make us move, but I am a stubborn Capricorn born on Christmas Day. Mm. I ain't going nowhere Ask Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't move, and they uh, arrested me. Uh, Dr. King and a Huntsville native, Dr. Joseph Lowry, um, co-founded the Southern Christian Leadership uh, Conference. Mm -hmm. So that's another Huntsville connection. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in 1962, local leaders mm -hmm. brought Dr. King here to help with our issues and our struggles uh, for civil rights, uh, and social justice. So he came in on March 19, 1962, and um, spoke at various churches around town, mm -hmm. and then at Oakwood College at mm -hmm. the time, now university. Right. And uh, to unite the community, the uh, civil rights workers here, uh, as we try to uh, bring about change, bring about change with segregation laws. Oakwood College is mm -hmm. where the major gathering was, right. and he um, actually gave little excerpts from what would become the I Have a Dream speech. Mm -hmm. So snippets of that were presented here in Huntsville on March 19, 1962. Wow, I had no idea, because you know, you just think about the speech in right. Washington, and it's so cool that here in Huntsville, Alabama, part of that speech we was given. We have a connection to yeah. it. That's, wow. Mm -hmm. I and no some, I was a little boy when he mm -hmm. came, so I don't have any personal memories of right. the Huntsville visit. Right. But from oral histories, uh, yeah. one from Dr. Sonny Herford, uh, he shares the story that Dr. King uh, wanted to ride in his Cadillac right. uh, convertible, <laughs> and so they rode through Huntsville, through downtown Huntsville, so many of the citizens got a chance to, to see him. Right. And then, of course, there were threats on their lives. Uh, Dr. King and other workers, mm -hmm. and the Gladys Jane Motel, mm -hmm. which was the uh, Negro colored hotel here in Huntsville right. at the time. So many of the civil rights workers stayed there, but then uh, secretly they had chosen a home out in the historic uh, Edmonton Heights neighborhood oh, wow. at the home of Reverend Ezekiel Bell. And so Dr. King stayed there, and of course, um, citizens uh, in the community mm -hmm. uh, uh, stood guard armed you know to protect protect him uh -huh, through the night wow that's that's so cool to learn about especially too you know it's like you said you were a little boy but mm -hmm. just to you know be in Huntsville oh, yeah. when he was here that's mm -hmm. that's a, a lot of people don't get to say that they had that opportunity right. so that's awesome mm -hmm. so William tell us a little bit more about just the local impact he made on Huntsville well the leaders had gotten together to bring a powerful leader to Huntsville, our local leaders got together to bring a local, you know, someone on a national scale to mm -hmm. just generate uh, more uh, uh, enthusiasm. So the impact was, you know, uniting the community and giving a shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. And what it did also was uh, unite the community, as, as I stated, and then that gave us a charge, us as in Huntsville, a charge mm -hmm. to go out, meet with city leaders, you know, the mayor, the council uh, members, to bring about change in public facilities, mm -hmm. not just the schools, right. but public facilities, uh, you know, parks, uh, the local uh, city swimming pool, mm -hmm. the local golf courses. And so m many of the um, uh, individuals who got involved 
were people like Mr. Rent Woody, mm -hmm. who owned Woody's Furniture Store mm -hmm. and uh, Woody's Drive-In Theater, mm -hmm. where Lee High School sits now. Right. But Mr. Woody and um, uh, President Drake, this goes back a little bit to the 50s, so, mm -hmm. of local leaders who um, uh, were trying to bring about social change. Uh, Mr. Woody was a advocate for social justice, mm -hmm. and he would actually fund the, um, the bail for many of the uh, civil rights workers when they got arrested, mm -hmm. Mr. Rhett Woody. So Dr. King's efforts gave a shot in the arm to local white citizens mm -hmm. who wanted to get involved and be supportive of the cause. So many of them privately sent monies to right. uh, you know, bail people out of jail. Right. And Rhett Woody was one of those persons, a local businessman. In fact, uh, his business was burned down by the Ku Klux Klan, mm -hmm. his furniture store there. My uncle, who lived right down the street, told me, oh, baby, I don't think you need to be doing this. We all right. Because that was, the, you have to understand, that was the way people saw stuff. Do you understand that we were going to the back of the bus when there were seats vacant in the front until Rosa Parks sat down? Yes, ma'am. So yes, you have to understand, that's, mm -hmm. this is another time. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. yes, ma and stuff has happened so fast. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't look like that could have just happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that 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 was there. The uh, consciousness has occurred rampantly to get mm -hmm. us to where we are right now at the beginning of 2024. Also, Dr. King um, uh, gave a lot of life to young people. Right, these were many of them were high school and college students from you know the local high schools and Alabama A&M Oakwood students who got involved with this. Right. I'm so happy that you brought up, you know, younger, you mm -hmm. know, younger kids and mm -hmm. college students because that was leading me into my next question for you. Just tell us um, how in today's younger generation, how they're encouraged to carry out um, Dr. King's impact. Mm -hmm. Well, the basic, the essence of the dream was mm -hmm. that we would live together. Right in harmony, right. you know, little black boys, little white boys, you know, that we could um, you know, just live together in unity. Um, if, if America would live out and honor its promise, you know, for uh, liberty and justice for all. Mm -hmm. So young people with energy, with zeal, um, can help usher this in. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, uh, and I, well, my teen years, mm -hmm. you know, there are still these, um, elements of racism that were just in your face. Right. Everything from the rebel flags, uh, uh, signage for colored waiting room, you know, white waiting rooms and, you know, these kind of things. So that was just in your face. So now with our, our young people, mm -hmm. if they will just be a voice for social justice, if it's wrong, speak up. Mm -hmm. Just speak up. Stand for what's right. Um, use your vote. Mm -hmm. You know that was another whole issue. Mm -hmm. The voting privilege. Use your vote. Find out where politicians stand on issues. Mm -hmm. Go to conferences anytime they're speaking. Ask questions and support in that way. Definitely with the vote. You know, many many young people need to realize the power of the vote. People marched. People lost their lives. Mm -hmm. People were jailed for that. So that's first and foremost how young people 
use the ballot. William, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so nice to meet you, and today was so educational and inspirational for myself, so we're very thankful for this. I'm honored. Thank you. Hello Huntsville is hosted by Cynthia Joyner. Cynthia Joyner and Jeff Morlock are the executive producers. This podcast is produced and directed by Keith Matthews and David Person. Hannah Stutz is Hello Huntsville's chief correspondent. Jake Martin and Hans Guger provided remote and in-studio audio engineering and other technical support. Chad Bell is the production administrator. The podcast theme was written and produced by Kyle Wimbish and David Person. Spread the word about Hello Huntsville, the first podcast that makes Huntsville, Alabama, the star. Hello Huntsville is proud to partner with Tony with T-Mill in the morning. Tony T-Mill on 94.1 WHRP. Tony Terrell. Tony, Tony, Tony Terrell, your best girlfriend. And T-Mill, and, and, and T-Mill, a Huntsville native and all-around media expert. Six to ten weekday mornings on 94.1 WHRP.